Welcome to the Real Live Faith Podcast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Janice. Life is a parable. All of creation points to God the Creator. We're going to be talking about how we see this in action in our everyday lives and how we use our good days and our mess-ups to grow in our relationship with the Lord. We don't know in what season of life you find yourself currently, but let this be a season of new life and growth. Join us as we talk about having real faith in real life. I'm sure you don't need a reminder that life can be hard and crazy at times. You know, car tires get flat, credit cards get declined, phone screens get cracked, car keys get lost, and things get stolen. And recently, I've pretty much had my own hard and crazy time with phone carriers we've tried to change, and it was a huge fiasco. It took several days, and it seems like in an instant, I threw out my hope just because I was in a situation I could not control or reverse immediately. You know, we're always told to not lose hope in spite of the frustrations, pain, and discouragement that we experience on earth. And sometimes it can seem like a cliche to keep our hope in Christ and his return, right? Yeah, it can seem like a cliche sometimes, but Hebrews 12, 2 tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. As believers, we often focus more heavily on Christ just during Easter or the 40 days before, like during Lent. We spend that time reflecting on and studying his life, his suffering, his sacrificial death on the cross for forgiveness of our sins, and his resurrection. And we're stirred up with hope and spending eternity in heaven with him. 1 Peter 3.15 tells us to set apart Christ as Lord in our hearts, always being ready to give an answer to everyone who asks about the hope that we have. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the reason for the hope that we have. Yes, I love that good news. I mean, we wouldn't have hope without the resurrection of Christ. That's why Easter is so special to the believer. It's everything. If Christ didn't die, we wouldn't be reconciled with God the Father. If Christ didn't die, we wouldn't have a chance to be in heaven. If Christ didn't die, we'd all be destined for hell, for eternity. If Christ didn't rise again, our faith would be in vain. And if Christ was not resurrected, we would never see him again. When Jesus died on the cross, his blood canceled our debt. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought with a price. And right before Jesus died, his last words in John 19.30 were, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. But what was finished? That's a good question. Because Jesus didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it, which refers to the problem of sin. And up until he died on the cross, it was not finished. But when he gave his life for you and me, it was the completion of a transaction. Our sin debt was paid in full. So those words, it is finished, they were not whispered in defeat, but rather spoken in triumph at the end of a battle. 1 Peter 2.24 tells us he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Christ's death was so complete and sufficient. It was the finished work, paying in full the debt we owed to God for our sin against him. Where would we be if God had not sent his son to die for us? We would have been destined for eternity separated from him. But now, those who receive by faith the free gift of sacrifice that Christ provided become children of God, part of his eternal family. There was a payment to furnish, and Jesus did that, and now lost sinners can be saved. Have you placed your faith in Christ? 
There's no other hope or method of salvation available for you except for that which is offered by God through the shed blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When Christ died, he was buried, and his burial symbolizes our old life that's buried with him when we receive the gift of salvation. Not much attention is given to the burial of Christ in Easter sermons, but his burial matters. Why does it matter so much? Why is it so important? The burial is important because it proves to us Christ's death. Only a dead and buried Jesus can resurrect. If he wasn't really dead, the resurrection couldn't have happened. Because Jesus died and was buried, we know that the wrath of God against the sins of all his people was fully exhausted. Believers don't need to fear judgment because Christ was our substitute, our mediator. He endured it for us. We can now live as those who have been crucified with him, who have died to sin spiritually, so that we might live a new life together with Christ. Romans 6-7 says, For he who has died has been freed from sin. And Romans 7, 6 says, But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, so that we serve in newness of the spirit and not in oldness of the letter. Our slavery to sin could only be broken by death. And now we are set free from sin because our old sin nature has died with Jesus on the cross. So how do we identify with Christ's death at our salvation? Well, when Christ died and was buried, our old sin nature died with him, and we were delivered from sin's power. This is great news for believers in Christ. He not only paid the penalty of our sin, but he also broke the power of sin. We have freedom and deliverance from our sin because of Christ crucified. What a gift and salvation. That's definitely something to celebrate. And what about the burial? Jesus was crucified on the day of preparation for when the Sabbath would begin. It was necessary for the burial of Jesus to take place before sundown. It would have been easy for many of the people, including Jesus' followers, to focus on the darkness of the grave and gravitate towards hopelessness, but they had the promise of God's word, just as we have today. John 1, 4-5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overpower it. I love those verses. What an encouragement for us that although we have a spiritual darkness in the world today and the prince of darkness who seeks to destroy us, it will never overcome the light of Christ. 1 Peter 1.3 tells us, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So the resurrection of Christ is our hope today. As we celebrate Easter Sunday, let's remember the reason of our celebration, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. His resurrection gives us the hope we have today. What Christ did on the cross should make you excited and want to live your life differently. The Lamb of God justified us, declaring us innocent. He redeemed us, releasing us through the payment of a price, and His death satisfied God's holy demand. That's right. And what was the proof? his resurrection. It's the only thing that sets Christ apart from all others. If the cross was the payment of our sin, the resurrection is the receipt, proving that the payment was fully accepted. Jesus is the resurrection. John eleven twenty six says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said he is the resurrection and the life. To know Jesus and have Jesus is to know the resurrection and have life. Apart from him, there is neither resurrection nor life. 
Jesus challenged Martha in John eleven twenty six, asking her, do you believe this? He challenges people today with the same question. Do you believe? Belief in Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, makes an eternal difference in each person's life. Some people during Jesus's time may have struggled with believing just like some people do today. You know, amazingly, we have numerous accounts in the New Testament to bear witness of Christ's resurrection. Clearly, he was not in the tomb, but risen to resurrection life. Jesus still is risen. He ascended to heaven. He continues to reign as the resurrected Christ. And so we know he has risen from the grave. Mark 16 verses 5 through 7 tell us, And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. But he said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And then Matthew 28, 5-6 says, And the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. The ending of verse 6, and in the reference above, invites us to see the place where the Lord lay. The stone was not rolled away to let Jesus out. It was rolled away so that others could see in and be persuaded that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. We're also told in Luke 24, verses 6 and 7, Again, he's not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise from the dead. So notice there in the Matthew 28 passage and the Luke 24 references, the angels never point to physical evidence as the sole proof of Christ's resurrection. They always pointed to the word of God. Again, his resurrection gives us hope. The resurrection not only benefits us in heaven, but it also means that God has given us the power over sin while we live here on earth. We do not have to be ruled by sin while we wait for heaven. We can have victory over our sinful natures, and we should accept that gift Christ offers. 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, Now God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up through his power. And Romans 6 verses 8 through 11 tell us, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all time. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So you too consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. I love those verses, and it just reminds us again how the resurrection also means that God has an eternal plan for these bodies of ours. Ephesians 1, 7-10 also says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. So God made his plan carefully to accomplish an eternal purpose. Those are great verses. Some other ones are from Ephesians 3 verses 9 through 12. It tells us to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things 
so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. You know, it's so difficult to make sense out of the Christian life without eternity. You know, what would faith be worth if we didn't have the forgiveness of sins that Christ's death provided? What would our faith be worth if we didn't have a resurrected Savior who reconciles us to the Father? And what would faith be worth if we wouldn't be given life in and through Christ? You just can't make sense of life unless you look at it from the vantage point of eternity. And eternity together with Christ and our Heavenly Father would not have been possible without the resurrection. The sacrifice of Jesus is what makes it possible for us to enter into heaven. Like it says in Hebrews chapter 9, Just as man is destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Jesus took upon himself the punishment for our guilt and died in our place. Yes, and by his death, Christ reconciled those who believe in him with God. He opened a way back to the Father for those who place their faith in him and receive salvation. I'm thankful that by his death, he has given us life. Salvation is possible because of the redemption found in Christ. God cannot give us his righteousness apart from Jesus Christ. This week, give thanks to God for the gift of salvation that was made possible by Christ's death on the cross. If you are a born-again believer, reflect on the sacrifice God made for us and know that nothing less than our entire life is a sufficient sacrifice to Him. How will you present your bodies as a living sacrifice and a holy one, as Paul tells us in Romans 12? And if you have not accepted salvation in Christ, consider the sacrifice He made on your behalf. Consider the price He paid on the cross for your sins. Why would we reject a gift like that? The good news is that because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, when we declare with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we are saved, as Romans 10 says. How will you respond to the sacrifice of Christ today? As we celebrate Resurrection Day with friends and family, reflect on your eternity with Christ that was given to you in salvation, and consider how you can share that good news with lost souls around you. If you have not placed your faith in Christ, why wait? Seek him and call on his name for salvation. Confess that you are a sinner and repent of your sin. Surrender to Jesus today and place your trust in him as Savior and Lord of your life. Thanks for listening to the Real Life Faith Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share us with others so they too can learn about living out real faith in real life. You can check out our blog and shop at reallifefaith.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Gab Social. Don't forget to sign up for our emails to receive exclusive subscriber content. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.